Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I'm looking at five ways that you can begin to relieve your people-pleasing behaviors. I know that this was an issue for me, and actually I consider myself recovering people-pleasing, <laughs> meaning that I still struggle with this. It's something that is probably a lifelong commitment to be aware of this and to work on it. And I am nowhere near what I used to be. And when I was anxious, the people-pleasing played a big part in my anxiety. So I thought it would be wonderful for us to kind of talk about this here and see where you relate to the people pleasing in your life. Now, not everybody who's anxious is a people pleaser, believe me. But people pleasing comes up so often that it seems to be very common. And I wanted to give you some information here. A couple little bullet points I got from Psychology Today, and I will link the article that this came out of. I think the title of it was What Mentally Strong People Don't Do, Signs That You Are a People Pleaser. So we are working on being mentally strong people here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast. And again, this isn't black and white. We don't get there overnight. And it's not one and done. Well, that we learned a particular number of tools or behaviors and that we are done. This is a lifelong way of living. And the mindfulness piece comes in and we work on that throughout our whole lives. So let's look at the people-pleasing part today from Psychology Today. For many, the eagerness to please stems from self-worth issues, while others have a history of maltreatment. The next bullet point was many people-pleasers confuse people-pleasing with kindness, thinking they don't want to be selfish and they want to be a good person. And the final one is one sign of being a people pleaser is frequently apologizing. So I'm going to put those out there for you so you can see the different ways that it can come up and different ways that we enter into this kind of behavior. It may be learned behavior. It could be a defense mechanism. It could be we learned it to survive. And so no, nothing that we do is like makes us a horrible person. It just is good to be aware of what we are doing and how it may not be serving us and how it might be also feeding our anxiety. So, you know, there are some red flags around being a people pleaser and being kind is something that we all want to do, yet 
people pleasers can take it to a whole nother level. So it isn't always about being kind. It could be going out of our way to change what we say or how we behave in order to cater to other people's reactions and feelings. So let's look at some of the signs that you could be a people pleaser. The first one is that you might be agreeing to things when you don't really feel that way. So notice if this has ever come up for you, that you so long for approval that you will be agreeable to things that are not true to your heart and your soul. You simply want to make other people happy. So just check in with these things. Like I said, it doesn't make us a bad person. Some of us are working on this. Some of us may have never even fallen into this. And that's awesome. You are a light for some of us to follow. But the second one that I want you to pay attention to is overcommitment of your time. So do you feel like you never have any free time? That might be another red flag. The third one is that you apologize even when things are not your fault. Now, this one is very often happening with people who are anxious because anxious people don't always want to be in conflict. Like conflict can be uncomfortable. And so it may be the people pleasing comes up and it's easier to apologize than to actually confront a situation head on. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The fourth one is, it's difficult to say no. Have any of you experienced that where it's really, really hard to say no when somebody asks you for a favor, when somebody asks you for your time, your resources? You know, you could be feeling exhausted And this could be because you have not learned to set healthy boundaries, and that can lead you to be taken advantage of by others. So again, anxious people, really easy to just say, yes, yes, I'll take it on because it's easier than having to disappoint you to have to put up with. Sometimes 
it could be a person that really does cause us distress if we say no. But again, these are big things to look at. The fifth one is that you worry about rejection. So this is when you are really hoping that people will like you, that if you are liked by other people, that uh, life is good and it's easier for you to go forward. For some people, rejection is downright unbearable. And that is very important that if you are experiencing that, that you have someone that you are working on this with, whether it be a coach or a therapist or someone in your clergy or a professional that can really help you because you don't have to live with that unbearable feeling. Because in life, rejection happens, happens to all of us. So just notice if you have this kind of drive to have people like you, and you can start looking inward is what I want you to do to be looking inward rather than outward. So the sixth one is you give to others so that they will respond in kind or that they will like you. So this, again, it appears to be selfless, but it isn't really. It's just that you are hoping that you will have the same feelings or behaviors reciprocated. Another one is you notice or you feel like people take advantage of you. And again, they probably do if you are a people pleaser because you have set yourself up for that. So just notice that's one of the red flags. If you feel as if people are taking advantage of you. And finally, if you don't get your needs met in your relationships, you could be experiencing a red flag around people pleasing. Not getting what you need is a sign that you put other people's needs and wants ahead of yourself. And eventually, this leads to feeling bitter. You can feel jaded and you can just feel like life is not fair. And a healthy relationship goes both ways. Now let's look at the five ways that we can begin to stop the people pleasing that we may be kind of stuck in. Like I said, I consider myself a recovering people pleaser, which means that it is a work in progress. But I have made huge strides in my life. And really, really, it has made a difference. My anxiety and the people pleasing seem to very much be going hand in hand. So how can you stop doing some of these behaviors? A lot of these tendencies come from our past, whether it be past trauma, self-esteem issues, but it doesn't mean that you can't get beyond it. So like I said, it can often help to find someone to talk to, a professional. Number one for the way to stop people pleasing is Begin to show your kindness and your true heart when it's meaningful. So this means that I want you to begin looking at why you're doing the act of kindness that you're doing in the first place. This is mindful behavior. Think about what you are doing. Be with it. Are you seeking approval? Be honest with yourself. This is a good place where your journal can come in too. Are you seeking approval? If so, jot that down for the day that you were doing a kind behavior in order for someone to approve of you or what you were doing. Also, 
think about it. How will you feel if the act of kindness isn't returned? So if you are doing something and you can just do it and let it go, that feels really clean and clear. But if you are doing it in hopes for something to come back, some kind of approval or behavior to come back to you, then you may want to be thinking about whether you're doing this from your true heart or if you are seeking approval. The second one is, I want you to begin to more than usual take time for yourself because this is showing yourself that you matter. It's self-care. I mean, that term gets so overused, but it's true. If you are doing and taking some time just for yourself, it is showing yourself that you matter. The truth is that you can't give your best to someone else if you are not already feeling full inside. It takes a lot of work to be available to other people because you cannot give from an empty cup. If you aren't taking care of you, number one in your life, you're selling yourself and everyone else that you love in your life short. So take the time. And if you need to start doing this because it will be good for somebody else, fine, start there. Say, my kids will be better off if I'm a fulfilled mom, or my relationships will be better when my cup is full. Fine, do it for that to start. But know that you really just need to do it for you to be the full integrated human being that you are and to thrive in this world. The next one that I have is I want you to consider your boundaries and where they're at. Now we all have boundaries, but sometimes they're loosey-goosey, they're a little rickety, they fall down if somebody just taps on them gently. Sometimes our boundaries can be so big and hard, right? That we're not even letting people in. But without boundaries, you're literally inviting people to come in and take advantage of you. You're saying, nothing here to protect me. I'm just open to the world. And anybody can ask me to do anything, or just talk to me in any way. And it really sets you up to be mistreated and to be anxious. And why are you going to be anxious? Because you are always going to be worrying in the back of your mind. This is not conscious behavior. This is deep in the subconscious, but you are worrying that you are going to be mistreated or that you are not going to have reciprocal behavior. And that has to stop by you being there for you. And you do that in the beginning by setting good boundaries. The fourth one is that I want you to pay attention and be mindful of the requests that are coming from other people. So just because someone asks you to do something doesn't mean that you're required to do it. It doesn't mean that you are actually even being you know, asked to do it. Like people often, this is something that I have struggled with. People will suggest something and in the back of my head, a very old behavior will be, oh, I guess I have to do it that way, or I need to pay attention to how they're doing it. 
And that's not true. We can hear what the world is saying to us. We can hear what loved ones are saying to us. And we get to assess that with our own heart and soul. Is this reasonable? Is it coming from someone that I trust? Are they even really asking me to do something? Or are they simply just sharing? It's very important to get clear on this. And how do we do that? We do that by staying mindful, by staying in the present moment, not getting a knee-jerk reaction to how we have always done it in the past, which meant just do whatever it is somebody's asking, just say yes. So we have to stay in the present moment. And the fifth one is I want you to simply keep in mind that your healthy relationships will be give and take. Sometimes you will be the one giving. Sometimes you will be the one receiving. Sometimes you will be the one that is offering love and light. And sometimes you will be the one who is struggling and needs something from someone else. But it's never just one way. There has to be effort on both sides of the situation, whether that be a work relationship, a love interest, family relationships, parents and children. We raise our children and teach them how to do this. So if you don't feel like you're getting back from any of the effort that you're putting in, in all kinds of different ways, it might be time to reassess the situation, to look at the relationship with clear eyes. And often we carry around relationships or situations in our lives just out of habit. You know, we've been doing this a long time. We just keep doing it. But in order to really be free and free from the people-pleasing behaviors and the anxiety that that produces, we need to be clear and sit, you, this is a beautiful place to use your journal. If you don't have a therapist or a coach or someone to talk to, use your journal for that. Do self-coaching. Write it down and say, I really feel like I'm giving a lot here. Like, play it out. You can do this. It's good for you to see it with different eyes than you have been just letting it play out in the past out of habit. So start putting yourself first. I know it doesn't always feel like it's appropriate, but you can do it. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some practice. And there is a beautiful balance between kindness and taking care of yourself. And so what is the first relationship you have that you need to take care of? The one with yourself. Be kind there, have empathy and compassion for yourself and show yourself a little extra kindness. The more you do for yourself in that way and feel complete and whole and clear in why you are doing what you're doing by practicing mindfulness in each and every moment, the easier it will be for you to know when to give when to say no, and begin to have a lot more strength and a lot less anxiety. 
I hope this show has been helpful for you. This subject comes up a lot in emails and a lot of questions that come up really point to the idea that the person is spending a lot of time people pleasing. So read that article that's in the show notes if you like. And I look forward to talking to you in a little while. And now for today's quote. Care about what other people think and you will always be their prisoner. And that's from Lao Tzu. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.